Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. I'm going to go straight to the word on today. I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalm 23. It's a famous psalm that you already know. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. If we're just going to read it in concert, then we're just going to go right into it. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For he says, my cup runneth over. No, you anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever shall we pray father we thank you for the word god i pray that this word will move from 1111 finch into every address every zoom person every youtube every Adam, every facebook live uh, participant god and even the persons that will listen to this message after today god i pray you'll kill every demonic spirit and let God, your Holy Spirit, encapsulate. I pray, God, that when we leave here today, God, we will say it was good to be in the house. Father, bless the hearers now, God, and bring deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to use for my sermon topic, he's my everything. And by way of homiletics, we have three points. Point number one, he is my supporter. Point number two, he's my protector. Point number three, he is my blesser. By way of introduction, relationship is very important to every one of us. We have an insatiable desire for companionship with each other. So many are looking for fulfillment, security, support, and protection. In a request to gratify the desire of companionship, Many of us have an awakening when we realize that earthly relationships cannot fulfill our spiritual desires. Our yearning for fulfillment is indicative that there is an innate desire to be connected to a higher power or being in order to experience the feeling of total completion and wholeness. Let me give you a brief synopsis of Psalm 23. The Hebrew word for Psalm is tetulum, which means praise. Psalm 23 is a well-known and powerful Psalms which reveals the communicable attributes of God. By communicable, I mean the love, the holiness, and the righteousness of God. It's a psalm that many recite when they encounter demonic activity. It's a psalm which gives a sense of assurance and hope. But in order to understand Psalm 23, we need to understand the life of David. You see, David's name means beloved. And David was born around, I would say, 1040 BC. He was the eighth and the youngest of the son of Jesse. He was famous for his poetic literature, which reveals his relationship with the Almighty God. 
He was from the lineage who was a conduit of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. He was the king of Israel. He was a courageous warrior who confronted Goliath on the battlefield. He extended Israel's border and conquered all the enemy neighbors. He had struggles in the flesh and the struggles caused him to commit adultery and murder. But the thing about David is that he was a man after God's own heart. David was a worshiper and in spite of his faults and his frailty and his issues, my God, he was a worshiper and not just a worshiper, but I think he knew how to get God's attention. And so we see him writing in Psalm 23 and he says, and the first which leads me to my first point which says, God is my supporter. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, the infinite Lord assumes towards his people the office and the character of a shepherd. The word shepherd means ruler. And a sheep is a person that is regarded as timid and weak and submissive. And a sheep is considered to be someone who is easily led astray. The scripture opens up by saying, the Lord is. Lord is the Hebrew name for Jehovah. It's the personal name for God that distinguishes him from all other God. Jehovah's name was so revered by ancient Jews that it was spoken uh, that David took time uh, to link it with Rohai, which means shepherd. However, because he is Lord, he is not just only a shepherd, but he has other characteristics that speaks to my need. So he started out by personalizing it and said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he said, you know what? Because he is Lord, he is ruler and he's master. And there's nowhere that I can find myself that God is not able to bring me a resolution, a solution, or be able to deal with me in any and every circumstances. And that's why you see he's not just my shepherd, but he's my Jehovah Jireh, which is my provider. He's my Jehovah Rapha, which is the Lord that healed. He's my Jehovah Shalom, which is the Lord of peace. He's my Jehovah Teskuna, which is the Lord of righteousness. He's our Jehovah Shammah, because he is ever present. And he's my Jehovah Nisi, which means he is my banner. Good God Almighty, uh, he is my everything. I don't know what he means to you, but he is my shepherd. Ah, Mando Robosa. Hallelujah. He is my shepherd. Ah, some of you may not understand what it means to be a shepherd. But you see, because David was a keeper of the sheep, he understood this 
figurative language. You see, it should be the subject of grateful admiration that the great God allows himself to compare to anything which will set forth his great love and care for his own people. So David himself being a keeper of the sheep and understood both the needs of the sheep and the many cares of the shepherd, he compares himself, listen to this, to a creature weak, defenseless and foolish and takes God to be his provider, his preserver, his director and indeed is everything. He says the Lord is my shepherd. There's no noble tone of confidence about this sentence. There's no if, there's no but, there's no even, there's no I hope. There is a, a, a confidence. He says the Lord is my shepherd. You see we must cultivate the spirit of assured dependence upon our heavenly father. The sweetest word of the whole is the monosyllable. He is my shepherd. He doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd of the world. Uh, he does not say that the Lord is the shepherd of someone else. He's not saying he's a shepherd of Bishop, but he personalized it. He said the Lord is my shepherd. He's a shepherd to me because he cares for me. He watches over me and he preserves me. The word is in the present tense. The Lord is my shepherd. Whatever your position today, the Lord is my shepherd. You got to personalize it. He is my shepherd. He is my preserver. He's my director. He's my everything. He is my shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, I'm the sheep. And he is totally responsible for me. Because you see, he bought me with a price. He has total ownership over me. I am his prize possession. You see, as the good shepherd, God provides for our physical, mental, and psychological being. Uh, you see, others far wealthier and wiser than I may want. But because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, the Bible says, shall not want any good thing. Uh, it's not only I do not want, shall not want come what may it could be famine devastation COVID-19 calamity destruction I have all things and abound not because I have a good store of money in the bank and it's not because I am skillful oh good God almighty but it's because the Lord is my shepherd you see the wicked always want but the righteous never 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 is never in want good God almighty because he is my shepherd in this COVID-19 there are many things that are going to transpire and good God almighty the world is experiencing something she has never experienced before and we have never seen nothing like this oh but I am not worried because the Lord is my shepherd good God almighty I understand that he is my shepherd and if I understand his position I know that no matter what happened I shall not want 
my shepherd. He's my shepherd. You see, David understand because when he's on the backside of the mountain, he must have had an up close and personal relationship with the Lord God Almighty. You see, some people can't say he's my shepherd because there's no fellowship. Some people can't say he's my shepherd because you see, they really don't know God. They can't personalize it because the only time they're seeking God is when they need something. The only time they're seeking God is if they have a calamity. The only time they're seeking God is when hell broke loose in their house. But there's a group of people that can say he's my shepherd. For he walks with me and he talks with me and he told me that I'm his own. So I have developed a relationship with him. It's up close and it's personal. He's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. Even in the midst of COVID-19, he is my shepherd. And then listen what he says. He says, after he said, he's my shepherd and he shall not want. Uh, because I shall not want. Look what he does. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Uh, and then after that, he leads me beside the still waters. Ah, uh, he restores my soul but I like this part he said he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake and I want to expound on point number two he leads me in the path of righteousness you see as a shepherd it's very imperative that the sheep is led into the right path. So there are dangers awaiting the sheep like ditches and foxes and wolves and wild beasts are waiting to devour the sheep. And so it is very important that it is the Lord that is my shepherd that is leading. You see, we've already established that God is our shepherd. And if we intend to have a fruitful and productive and blessed Christian life, then it's imperative that we follow the leading of the almighty God. You see, the devil will lead the believer astray. Ah, the devil will set you up and bring you in a position that you shouldn't be in. Oh, good God almighty. For the Bible said there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. For he says, the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. He said, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. He says, the way of the just is uprightness. And he says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many that go through the wide gate. But Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And in 1 Peter 2, 21, he says, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. He says he lead me in the path of righteousness. He leads me. The shepherd is leading me in the path of righteousness. Sometimes it may not feel that way, but there is a path that the shepherd must lead the sheep. And it's the part, it's the path of righteousness. You see, the church in this dispensation is lacking righteousness. But a good shepherd, a good shepherd Adonai, 
You see, sometimes you're under the leadership, but it's not a good shepherd. You see, sometimes people will tell you what you want to hear, but not what you need to hear. But when you're about to lead people in the path of righteousness, some days it's not gonna be easy, but you got to understand that as long as it's the shepherd lead you in the path of righteousness, you know that it is safe and you know that it is secure, but there must be an obedience to be led in the path of righteousness. Good God Almighty, for righteousness exalt the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Good God Almighty, when you're led in the path of righteousness, can I tell you something? There is a connection and there is a fellowship and because there is a fellowship, good God Almighty, God now bring you into a higher dimension in the realm of the supernatural. Who am I talking to? God is calling the church. I said, God. Bless the Lord. God is calling the church back to righteousness. And I'm reminded of the story in Genesis 18 with Abraham and God now send an angel like a type of theophany to go to speak to Abraham. And when the angel went to Abraham, ah, after he announced and told Abraham that he's gonna have a baby, uh, Sarah was gonna give birth. Good God Almighty says Sarah was gonna give birth. And after that announcement came, God said uh, through the angel that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You find this in Genesis 18. And because Abraham knew that Sodom and Gomorrah was not one of the best places, good God Almighty, Abraham began to petition on behalf of the people because God says, if I can find 50 righteous, then I'm not gonna destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah, but Abraham knew that there might not be 50 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then Abraham says, what if you find 10? 10. God is getting ready to destroy the city. But he says, if I can just find a 10 righteous, then I will relent. But God could not find 10 righteous people. What am I saying? There's something about the righteous. You're not just in the world ordinarily, but as a righteous person, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. And sometimes God might want to bring destruction, but it's because you're in your family. That's the reason why they're not destroyed. It's because you're on that job. That's why they have not shut it down in COVID-19. It's because you are in that car. That's why you save the accident. It's because you're in that household. That's why your family is not consumed. Good God Almighty, there's something about the righteous. Come on, somebody. In this dispensation, you got to bring your righteousness to another level. Good God Almighty, the shepherd is leading you, but are you following after him? For he's leading you in the path of righteousness. Adonai Ministries, I come to announce to every man, every woman, every boy, 
church to come up higher as a righteousness. And the thing about righteousness in this era is that some people already determine their level of righteousness. And there's some things that I'm noticing in Christendom now. Because sometimes, you see, um, when persons become very anointed, uh, their righteousness says, I can't listen to the pastor. Uh, we're in an era now where I am crying in my spirit and I'm asking God, what kind of confusion is in the body of Christ? You know why? Because you can be pastoring and while you're pastoring, the people that are supposed to be very anointed are the people that work against the pastor. We're in a dispensation where people don't realize that this is the kingdom of God and God gave his life for his church and therefore if you're on God's side you got to work according to God's order, God's precepts. You see you need to understand that you got the trinity the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost and nobody is trying to uh, demote anybody. Uh, Jesus says if you see me oh you see the Father when the Holy Ghost come if you see the Holy Ghost and the Father when I hear the tear down but what kind of righteousness in the church oh the righteousness says I'm going to pray against the pastor and because I'm anointed I'm the only one in the church that hears from God the devil is a liar when you are righteous there is something in your heart righteous people are lovely people and therefore they work together they don't work against one another but some of you righteousness says I will chew the pastor and chew up oh God the leadership and chew up the church but I'm the only righteous the devil is a liar the church got to get back to the drawing board I hear God speaking now he says the potter wants to put the church back together again God want to break us and then he wants to mold us but we got to get back in position get in alignment come on somebody righteousness the church is lacking righteousness and righteousness means to be in right standing with God when you begin to dissect the meaning of righteousness, it means straight as an arrow. It doesn't mean crooked. So how are you righteous? And, and then you are your you're same. I was, I was teaching the other day and I said, the tongue is such an unruly member. The Bible says, everything that is in the earth man tame. Man tame wild beasts. Man tame uh, everything. Things that you would never imagine people have them as pet. Uh, even the ship. Uh, there is something that the man, mankind built it that the ship will follow the direction. Plane follow the direction. Uh, but it says the tongue is unruly. No man can tame it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because the same tongue that gave God the glory and the honor and the praise is the same tongue that will bring down the church. And sometimes you laugh and you talk and you pretend. But we gotta get our righteousness straight. Can I go a little bit deeper? The kingdom of darkness, even though they're demons and they are considered unclean spirit, does not work against each other. But in 
Christendom, I was speaking to somebody and they were talking about the, the millennials in this epoch. And they said that the millennials in this epoch are so loyal. He said some of them will go to jail for their counterparts if they get in trouble. And when I heard that, something struck a nerve in me because in church, especially in this dispensation, God help us with loyalty. God help the pastors that are out there trying to navigate their way through this epoch. But your righteousness should say, that is my church. Because T.D. Jakes, if you're sick, you can't call his number. You don't even have his number. But if you're sick and you're in trouble, you got to call your pastor, your shepherd that is watching over you. And you can't take your loyalty to somebody who don't know you when somebody who's placed over you is working overtime praying and sweating and believing God and calling down the power of the Holy Ghost upon your family but your loyalty says oh I'm not with them the devil is a liar we gotta check our righteousness we gotta check our righteousness it's not your righteousness it's God's righteousness whatever the word says That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Bring back righteousness. Bring back righteousness. Righteousness say you're lovely. You're lovely. It means if there's a disappointment, if there is a disappointment, we can talk about it. Righteousness says if I have a difference of opinion, we can deal with it together. Righteousness says we can sit down and we can talk and we can still love one another even though we have difference of opinion. Oh, glory be to God. Sometimes I sit down, I say, God, whose side are they on? Righteousness. We got to bring it back. So the shepherd says, I lead you into the path of righteousness. The straight path. I'm leading you in that path because that's the path I designed for you. And then he says, I'm moving to my second point. God is my protector. Listen what he says. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, there's a valley called the valley of the shadow of death in Palestine. It's located beyond the hills of Bethlehem and towards the Dead Sea. And as spring breaks forth at the foot of the Mount of the Olives, it's about 2,700 feet above sea level, and it's above half a mile, and it starts a valley, and that through centuries, it cuts deep into the earth. It goes way to the Dead Sea, and it's like 1,300 feet below sea level, and today it's called the Wadi Kelt on the maps. It is really a little Grand Canyon, and it's about 1,500 feet deep in some places. In the Bible times, the bear and the lion and the leper and the hyena and the robbers waited in the shadows and the caves to, to spring upon the flocks and the shepherd. It was a treacherous valley, a dark valley of perpetual shadows, dangers, dangers. It's a valley through which shepherds had to lead their sheep. So in the winter, the pastor, they pastor the sheep in Jericho. But when springtime comes, they can't stay there. They had to lead the sheep 
to the Judean desert. And while they're leading the sheep, they had to pass through the valley. There's no way around the valley. They had to go through the valley. And every shepherd dread the valley because the valley had all different kinds of animals awaiting the shepherd and his sheep for food. And so after the shepherd is on the other side, he dreads the valley experience because the valley is never easy. But he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The hyenas and all of these animals, wild animals, are waiting me. But they are just a shadow. They are just there to drive fear in you. They are just there to make you feel afraid that you can't cross over the other side. And if you are so fearful, you're not gonna wanna cross over to the green pastures because of the wild beasts and the animals down in the valley awaiting you. But the Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But the psalmist says, I will fear no evil. You see, fear is false evidence appearing real. And every now and then, Satan will listening comes in front of you that you will be afraid. It's a dispensation where he wants the believer to feel afraid. In this COVID-19, he wants you to feel afraid. Afraid that you're gonna lose your job. He wants you to be afraid. Afraid that you're gonna lose your children. He wants you to be afraid. Afraid that you're gonna lose your money. He wants you to be afraid. Afraid that you're gonna contract the virus. He wants you to be afraid. To be afraid of death. But I come back and tell somebody, it's a shadow. It's a shadow. And if you know anything, about a shadow, shadow can't hurt you, shadow can't kill you, shadow have no power, shadow may follow you, but shadow can't touch you, shadow can't mess you up, it's just a shadow, who am I speaking to, you got to look your situation in the eye and say it's a shadow, it's a shadow, and I have no fear, because the shepherd is leading me, and where he leads, I will follow, and though they are dangerous, awaiting me, I've got no fear, I've got no fear, I'm gonna activate my fate in this season, it's a fate walk, it's a fate move, not gonna worry, yeah, you can stay in the valley. Wait on me in the valley. Wait down there for me. Because you're a shadow. You're a shadow. You can come with your witch. Come with your obia. Come with your spell. Come. But when it come, it can't work. Because it's a shadow. And it's a shadow. It's a shadow. It's a shadow. Let the shadow stay. Let the shadow wait. But let the shadow know I'm coming. I'm coming. Let the shadow know. Come on, somebody. Let the shadow know. 
Let the shadow, come on man, help me preach. Let the shadow know I'm coming. Let the shadow know I'm coming. The shadow is waiting on you. The shadow already speak to you. The shadow already told you that listen, I'm coming for you. The shadow already set up for you. Down in the valley, waiting for you to cross. And said, if you think you're bad, I bet you never come down here. If you think you're bad, I bet you never come down here. The shadow is threatening you. The shadow sent threat. The shadow sent all different kinds of wickedness. I'm telling you that you can't cross. But the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I need every sanctified, water baptized, Holy Ghost Spirit. Fill with the fire, fill with the anointing to look at your shadow. Look at them in the valley. Look them in the eye. Let them know that I'm gonna cross. You can't stop me. You can do what you wanna do. You can say what you wanna say. You can go where you wanna go. But you can't stop me. You can't stop me. Set up. Set up. Because I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know why I'm coming? Because I told you in the beginning part that he says the Lord is my shepherd. You know what it says? It didn't say that I lead myself. What did it say? It said that he leads me. He's leading me. So what does that mean if he's leading you? It means that down in the valley, the hyenas and the beer and the wickedness and the trap that they set is way down in the valley waiting for your demise and your destruction. But remember the first part of the song. He says, he leads me. So what that means? It means that the shepherd's in front and all you're doing is following behind him. You are behind him, good God Almighty. And if you are behind him, he's the one that's leading. And because he's in front of you, it means that no matter what the enemy comes with, he's my shepherd and he already has diffused it. It means that he has already pulled down the strongholds. It means that he already dismantled and destroyed the principalities and the powers, the dangers and the wickedness. It means that he's in front of me. And when God is in front of me, I know no weapon, no demon, no principality, no powers of darkness. It don't matter what you're saying, send them come. Because he's leading me. He's leading me in the path. He is before me. And I come to tell somebody. His banner is over me. He's my protector. He's my healer. He's my guidance. Good God Almighty. I come announce to Adonai Ministries. No weapon. Come on, put your hand on your head. Say no weapon, no weapon. I say no weapon. I say no weapon. No powers, no principalities, no X, no Obia. It can't touch me because the shepherd is leading. Jesus is leading. I'm overshadowed. Overshadowed, I'm overshadowed. I feel his presence, feel his glory. I feel the anointed. He said, Go ahead, go ahead, my son, go ahead, my daughter, keep it moving. I don't understand how 
spirit-filled people, water baptized, filled with the power, afraid of demons. I don't get it. Afraid of things happening to them. Sometimes people ask, why are you so calm and so cool and so collective? I told people, anywhere God allow me to end up, he has already designed something. He says, I can do exceedingly and abundantly above what you can ask or begin to imagine. It matters, good God Almighty, that God is in control. And if he's in control, I know I'm overshadowed. I know my deliverer lives. Come on, somebody, act like you know it. Speak to your valley, speak to your valley. Speak to those things that come after you. can't fear so it's now time for the it's time now for the shepherd to carry them across on the other side and every time this process is to take place ah the enemies get excited and so that's why it says you know shepherd now and I want you to understand that David is a shepherd boy and he's writing based on what he has experienced. And David, you see, understand that when you are in a situation with so much enemies, you got to make sure you develop a relationship with God. That's why in the further prior to this, he says, he, he lead me in the path of righteousness. You see, the, the righteousness will work for those who follow the path. Ah, when you get to the valley is only for the persons that he led in the path of righteousness that follow the path it's not for those who deviate if you deviate I can tell you your enemies are gonna chew you up and they're gonna spit you out but I tell you the weapon in this dispensation is holiness and righteousness because when you're holy and you're righteous nobody can touch you take it from me no Nobody can touch you. No weapon. No weapon. The weapon may form, but they can't prosper. So he's leading them. And David understand the leading. That's the point I was making. Because David now spent some time in the backside of the mountain with the Almighty God. Because David is a worshiper and he developed this relationship with God that no one can come between his relationship. Ah, that's why he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked and my enemies came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. And when he couldn't write no more, he says, he that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty power. I will say of the Lord, he is my light and my salvation. Oh, but he got a little bit deeper. He says, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers that's going to bring forth fruit in your season. He said, your leaf can't wither. Oh, that's why he gets so personal with his writing. But because he established this profound relationship with God, whenever the enemy come against David, notice that there was no enemy that came against David that he was not able to put down. He, the Bible said that the lion came and he destroyed the lion. 
right? With his beer hand, he killed the lion. Anything that came after the sheep while he's in the valley with the sheep, David move against it and destroy it. So he understood that if I am going to cross over the other side, as long as I remain faithful to God, I am unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Some of you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am unstoppable. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have said some things about you and they have sent some spells and they have done some things. But look and says, I am unstoppable. <laughs> Lastly, you must understand that he's a blesser and I'm going to close soon. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Then he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, he anoints my head with oil. What does he mean? You see, in those days, the sheep, sheep is one of the most foolish animal in the universe. You can take a sheep out of a ditch and the sheep will run right back to the same ditch. And in those days, what would happen is that the insect will come after the sheep. And if the insect penetrates the head of the sheep, sometimes the flower will go up into the nose of the sheep. And because the fly goes up into the nose of the sheep, the sheep has to beat his head on a rock trying to get the fly out of his head just trying so he beat his head on the rock until he beats his head and beat himself to death but because God is the shepherd and he understands the sheep. He has to develop something because he knows that the sheep is always going to get in trouble. He knows that the enemy is attracted to the sheep. You are in the world having a good time and no warfare came to you. You could have party and you could have dropped it like it's hot and don't worry about nothing. When I was in the world, I never worry about demons. I never worry about principality. I put on my clothes and I go wherever I go. As a matter of fact, Sometimes I was living recklessly. I remember when I was a young teenager and I found myself on a bike back, young, and I said in my days now, I would never ride a bike in Jamaica because you're not thinking about all of that because Satan is not looking for you because he already have you. But as soon as you step inside, as soon as you make up your mind that you're gonna follow Jesus. As soon as you say, yes, Lord, to your will and to your way. As soon as you say, Lord, I surrender. As 
soon as you say, God, I give myself away. As soon as you say, God, I am coveting the best gift. As soon as you say, God, I want to be a witness. I want to serve you. The kingdom of darkness come running. They come running. They come running after you. They are attracted to you. They are attracted to you because they design to take you out. So they circle around like a fly. The Bible says when you see the enemy, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for the believer. He's looking for you and I. But I love the Lord God Almighty. Because he is a shepherd. He says he anoints my head with oil. Can I go deeper? You see, when he anoints my head with oil, the oil runs from my head way down to my feet. And when the fly, the insect, come looking for me, the insect gets stuck and die because of the oil that he has anointed my head with. Come out tell somebody that there's an anointing on your life. And it's because of the anointing where the devil can't take you out. Good God Almighty, I come out and tell you that there's an anointing poured out on you. And once the anointing is upon you, the anointing shall break. Every yoke, every principality, every power, every wickedness, every demon, every devil, every witch, every wizard, everything that Satan brings on you, the anointing Adonai is working. Come on, somebody. You got to pull on the anointed and say, Lord, anoint me one more time. I say, anoint me. Anoint me, God. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. The insect wants to penetrate. Demons want to take me out. Wickedness want to take me out. But God, God Almighty, I say anoint me, anoint me. Pour on the oil, pour on the oil. Don't leave no room. I say pour the oil, let the oil run. It's a sweet anointing pouring out the oil and wine over me. I said it's the anointing. It's the anointing. Come on, Adonai. For the anointing shall destroy the yoke. Come on, somebody. I said pull on. The anointed. I don't know what you came here with, but I speak to everything that has come to destroy you. I say, break up, break up, break up. I send the anointing. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple, to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. 
Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, 647 882 9708 right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God. 